Thank you for listening to this new episode of the podcast by The Still Water. It is our intent that these messages be an encouragement in your search for the God of heaven. Thank you for listening. Off the coast of North Carolina are the islands known as the Outer Banks. One of those islands is called Roanoke. In 1587, more than 400 years ago, long before Jamestown, an English colony of more than 100 settlers was founded there. One of the things that the English explorers found was a type of grape growing wild on the island. It was a variety of the muscadine grape, unknown to the Europeans, and speculation started immediately about how this new grape could be used. We do not know what they planned, because those plans never were fulfilled. You see, the colony established on Roanoke Island disappeared. A resupply ship arrived three years after the colonists first arrived, but found no one was living there and no sign of what happened to them. The lost colony is one of the enduring mysteries of North American history. But there was a survivor, a grapevine. One of those plants seen by the explorers survives to this day. It is called the mother vine, and it still bears grapes. It is considered the oldest surviving grapevine in North America, and it is its own landmark on Roanoke Island. There are many references made to grapes or grapevines in the Bible. Joseph interpreted a dream about vines and grapes. One of the samples carried back and presented to Moses by the group of spies that went into Canaan was a huge cluster of grapes. Jesus uses the image of vine and grapes in a number of places, but where we're going to focus today is on John 15. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. This is a part of the section of John sometimes referred to as the last discourse of Jesus. This is the last opportunity Jesus will have to talk at length with his disciples before he is publicly executed by crucifixion. Section runs for five chapters and ends with the longest prayer by Jesus that we have recorded. This section is where Jesus prepares his followers to witness his death. They need some understanding that these events serve the purpose of the God of heaven. They need to understand, or at least begin to understand, that this is not the end, but just the beginning of their work. It is this idea that is introduced by this image of the vine and the vine dresser. Jesus tells his disciples that he is the true vine. It is hard to imagine, but in the 1950s, the Roanoke grapevine we were talking about covered an acre. It had since been trimmed back to about half that size, but it also is much stronger and bears more fruit than it did decades before. This is the role of the vine dresser, to tend to the great production by taking care of the vineyard. Jesus identifies the father as the vine dresser and says that the branches will be watched and cared for. Like those that cut back the ancient plant on Roanoke Island, it was to encourage and promote growth, not to harm, but to also remove anything that inhibits growth as well. We will talk more about that in a moment. Then Jesus presents us with a parallel idea. He intends for his people to be true to that source, and the only way that happens is to abide in him. 
Stay joined to me, and I will stay joined to you. No branch can produce fruit alone. It must stay connected to the vine. It is the same with you. You cannot produce fruit alone. You must stay joined to me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you stay joined to me and I to you, you will produce plenty of fruit. But separated from me, you won't be able to do anything. If you don't stay joined to me, you will be like a branch that has been thrown out and has dried up. All the dead branches like that are gathered up and thrown into the fire and burned. Stay joined together with me. Six times in this short section, Jesus uses the idea of staying joined. Some translations use the word abide, but the image here is very plain. A branch that is not attached to the vine and the root system cannot survive and will not bear fruit. Jesus says, it is the same with you. You must remain connected to me. Jesus indicates that this is a choice. He says, stay together with me and follow my teaching. It is the words and the teachings of Jesus that create the connection between the branch and the vine, the teacher and his disciples, the king and his people. Without the vine, the branches are useless. Without the teacher, the disciples wander. Without the king, the people are leaderless. But that also means that we have the opportunity for the same connection. We have that opportunity today. We too can be branches, fed by the vine and tended to by the vine dresser. We just need to follow the words and the teachings of Jesus. We need to follow the teachings of the vine, the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus described himself in those ways earlier in this section called the Last Discourse. Picture for a moment this giant ancient vine that has spread its branches across the centuries, across the continents and nations and peoples with the story of the hopelessness that had been given hope, the loss that has been given direction, and the disconnected that had been given a connection like no other. This is the vine, the strong root system and nutrition source that is provided by Jesus ever since that night, even to this very day. But what does he mean about bearing fruit? To see, let's return again to another time that Jesus spoke of growing things. In the parable of the sower, Jesus said that the seed falling on the good soil would be productive. This is from Luke chapter 8. But the seed in the good soil, these are the ones who have heard the word in an honest and good heart and hold it fast and bear fruit with perseverance. This is a product of being connected to the vine in the same way that there is a product being connected to the good soil. The disciples of Jesus, the ones that follow his commands and teachings, have an impact on the people around them and on the world. At the beginning of his teaching, he described his people as blessed, the Beatitudes we talked about. This is the beginning of the section called the Sermon on the Mount, but 
That introduction ends when he talks about the mission of the believers. They are to be the beacons of hope and the illumination in the dark night. He describes them as, you are the light of the world. Jesus said in that sermon that the values, the priorities, and the love of Jesus must be seen in us so that others may see and learn and become connected to that vine that provides life, and then they can bear fruit as well. Jesus speaks here of a sense of mission for the disciples. They are about to have their world shattered as they watch their teacher die, but that will not be the end of it. There will be a story that is circulated just a few days after he is risen, and the disciples will see him and know that the mission is ongoing, and that the words he spoke there about being connected to the vine mean that the message they are carrying is the greatest message of hope. It is the message of life. And this, this is the reason they have been taught. The reason they have been groomed over the last three years is to take the message of Jesus out into the world and share it, to teach it, and show it in what they do. It will be their efforts to spread the word of Jesus that will change people, and that is bearing fruit. It does not have to be just didactic teaching, but it can be seen in the following of the examples of love and compassion and forgiveness. These actions will shine bright when seen in the moral behavior of the believers. It will be seen in the way they live and in the way they die. People will notice and people will be drawn to the vine by what they see and what they hear. The implication is that there are ways that a branch can become disconnected, like those that pruned back the Roanoke grapevine. When they trimmed it back, the cut-off branches did not have any more grapes. They had become disconnected and useless. As Jesus speaks these words to his followers, there is another example of this principle at work. At that very moment, Judas is being given a group of soldiers to seek Jesus out and arrest him. They will be the ones that beat him and humiliate him. This is the work of a man that had worked with and followed Jesus for three years. He chose to disconnect from the vine. His actions bore a very different result. It might be that 400 years ago, Sir Walter Raleigh himself ate a grape off the vine that grows today on Roanoke Island. But each of us can take a piece of fruit from a vine that has been spreading its branches for more than 2,000 years. Not only can we taste it, but we can become connected to it and bear fruit as well. It will take making that connection through the teachings and the commands of Jesus and following his example of love and compassion and kindness. But the Father is the vine dresser, the one who helps and cares for us, to help us grow and to bear even more fruit. What a mission. Bearing fruit for God. That sounds sweet. Thank you for listening to this episode of By the Still Water. It is our desire that these messages reflect the true Word of God. 
If you would like to reach us, you can reach us by email at bythestillwater2024 at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at By the Still Water Podcast. Please consider subscribing. This will alert you to new episodes when they are made available. Again, thank you for listening.